Stop. The podcast you are about to listen to may include crude humor, uncomfortable topics, graphic depictions of sexual organs and activities, and, worst of all, curse words. Maybe leave the kids out of this one, okay? This is your warning. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to This Is Your Warning, the podcast for adults by adults who think like children. Who, me? Over here in the corner is me, David. That's him. And over there in the spotlight is Brandy. That's me. And today, we are talking about losing religion. Brandy, you wanted to talk about this, yes? That's shit, yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, yeah. So before we dive into it, how are you? I'm sure everyone wants an update on the George of it all. <laughs> George is wonderful. I am wonderful. My grandpa just passed away and funeral was yesterday. To hear that. But it was good. Saw a lot of family. Got me thinking about some things which kind of brought me here today. So Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's uh let's let's jump right into it then, I mm-hmm. guess. So what what made you really just want to jump on this topic? Cuz even before you know, today you you've been talking about yeah. wanting to talk about this for a while. Yeah, well, I was waiting to get that guy in, you know, on board and have him talk because sure. his story is really really interesting, and he can come, yeah. you know, some other time. Maybe but later. Yeah. Um. Just you know, being around my family and they're predominantly. Is that the right word? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, predominantly, predominantly is a word. <laughs> I was like prominently. <laughs> um. You know, Pentecostal and. Okay, so for those for the people out there that don't know, what is the what are the hallmarks of Pentecostals? Okay, Pentecostals are they're Christian, okay, and then they um they very much so take the Bible literal word for word, the New Testament, not Old Testament, because once Jesus came, the Old Testament ways were done away with. Jesus Christ was the you know, the final say they're one one God. Mm-hmm. You know, they they don't believe in the Trinity. It's solely Jesus is the the way, the truth, the life. You know, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. I and my Father are one. Jesus was the way, the truth, everything to them. So um, they believe that, um, yeah, Jesus came, saved, and um, he is the Father. He is the Son, and he is the Holy Ghost. And once Jesus came, that was the name that was supposed to be called on. So that's what they believe. Jesus, one, one, um, one God faith. That's what they're all about. And, um, you know, a lot of people, um, well, most people in the Pentecostal faith, they're going to look a certain way. So, um, the women, um, like the scriptures say something about like, um, a woman's hair is her glory. If it be shorn, let it be shaven or something like that. Um, and they believe it's like, it's part of their womanliness and their glory. And it gives them power and closer, you know, to God, like the angels and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. and then, um, I don't know where in the Bible it so talks about... So they don't cut their hair they don't is what cut you're their saying. Hair. Right. And so, like in the Bible, it talks about women, like, adorning themselves with jewelry or painting themselves or tattooing themselves or whatever. Mm-hmm, it talks negatively mm-hmm. about that and that they believe um, the bo- the body is a temple period, so they should not, like, alter it in any way. They sure. should be in their natural state the way that God 
made them. And I think that's admirable, you know, uh-huh. um, just being like, this is who I am. My hair grows. It should grow. Da, da, da. But it's not the same for men. Um, for whatever reason, Pentecostal men cannot have beards and they have to keep their hair short. And I don't, it's just kind of strange to me. Like, that's not natural. That's not the way God made you. You know, I never really understood that one. Mm-hmm. But men are supposed to be, what's the word? Well-kempt? Uh, ah, yes. Yeah, so, Clean cut. Yep. And the women can have as much hair as they want. <laughs> Wherever. <laughs> and and jean skirts? And supposedly long skirts, but... Yeah. That's changed, you know, over the years. Um, just modest attire, more like like a Quaker or whatever, you know, yeah. those type of people. Yeah. Um, it's changed from that, of course, because I mean, yeah. church is like a pageant, sh- you know, these days <laughs> in the Pentecostal <laughs> churches. Um, I wouldn't. The higher know. the hair, the closer to God, and yeah, you know, the best shoes, the best, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, um, so that's the believe, church you grew up in. That's what I grew up in for, like after like ten years old. Um, okay, so before that, you you weren't, weren't in the really. Pentecostal I mean, church. maybe a little Baptist or something like that for and a little bit. You, but, like and it then, from ten on. So what happened um, was that my okay, so my step grandmother helped raise us, but she was Pentecostal. Um, but my dad and my mother were not. Um, we weren't Pentecostal, but I did go to a Pentecostal church even as like a little little kid. Um, but just my parents weren't, and then my dad married my stepmother and my stepmother's family had started converting to Pentecostal. And, um, like I think it started with one of her sisters and her sister, um, brought her mom to God and the other sister to God and then the sister-in-law to God. And you know, they all just started like, you know, coming to the church, you know, little by little. And it ended up like her whole freaking family besides her brothers were Pentecostals. Yeah. And, um, so then she was the last one. Um, besides the brothers. So my stepmother got the Holy Ghost because that's the other big thing about Pentecostal people is that for some reason they believe that you're only truly saved if you're fully repentant and that once you're fully repentant um, and you, you know, ask God to come into your life and you're truly repentant that you will be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says that a numerous couple of places in the Bible that the people were filled with the Holy Spirit with the, and they, the way they knew that they were filled with the Holy Spirit is because the evidence of speaking in tongues. Oh, uh, yes. And so Pentecostal people believe that if you're saved, you're going to speak in tongues if you're truly repentant. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you're truly repentant and you want Jesus in your life, the Holy Spirit, Jesus will come in to you enter you and the proof of that right is speaking in tongues i've had experiences like that but not (laughs) not christian experiences his name was jesus (laughs) jorge actually (laughs) hey (laughs) i mean jorge um anyway so I mean, like, I fell for it, you know, hook, line, and sinker as a kid. I mean, there have been some moments that I had a, oops, sorry, had a little bit of a spiritual type experience, but I think it was more, you know, because. Caught up in the moment type of thing. Yeah, caught up in the moment. You know, you can really get, like, we had a foot washing service, I remember, when I went, when I lived in Louisiana back in the 2000s, whatever. What is a foot? I know, right? So I guess it's like a submission thing. It's like a way to um, 
just humble humble yourself can't talk um yeah to another person so like a woman can wash a man's foot or, or another woman's foot or a man can wash a woman's foot it's just a service that you're saying like you know you need to just kind of like humble yourself yeah. and take a step back yeah and so i remember one time i got really emotional at that because it was just like just an act of you know just service you know and um i don't know but I can't really think of anything else. I mean, I've cried at church services and stuff because, you know, guilt and just things and life and, you know, but I never was one like, oh, when the preacher called for altar call, you get your ass up there because, you know, preachers would look at me like I was the devil because I was like, bah, you know, because I'm not, yeah. you know, I don't just jump yeah. when somebody tells me to jump. I have to want to do something to do it. Right. right so, right, right, um, right, right. you know, I, <laughs> but that's just it. That's what they do there. That's what um, they do. Yeah. A okay. lot of a lot of Pentecostal preachers believe that, you know, like women and men should be separate. Like women should not speak up in church. Mm. Um, I think if my father's pastor had his way, the women would be on one side of the church and the men would be on the other. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I just find mm, a lot of things weird and, you know, I'm never going to be on board with, even though my family swears that, oh, God's already promised us that you're going to come back to the church, which... I mean, their faith, I admire it. I mean, if that's what you have to have to, to feel like you're living your life right, then do what you got to do, you know? Yeah. But I just, so I, okay. So, okay. So you, you started in the Pentecostal church. You said at 10. I mean, I was around roughly, enough my whole life. Roughly. But so, in it every, twice on Sunday and Wednesdays after like right. 10. So how long were you in it before you started really questioning three years. it. Three years. <laughs> At thirteen, I became agnostic. Okay. Okay. Now, what? Though I still looked the part. What? What? Uh, what led to that? What? What made you start feeling that way? I met some really great friends that just didn't have the same kind of upbringing that I did, and I thought they were some of the smartest, coolest people, and it made me start questioning, like well, if I care about these people and I love these people and they're good people and they're smart people and they don't believe the way I believe and one of them didn't believe in anything, you know, he's an atheist mm -hmm. still to this day, Yeah, you know, but I loved him dearly and I respected his opinions and it just got me thinking like, why do I believe what I believe? Like, and then I just didn't. It was just like, yeah, just do it because I'm told to, you know, and I know enough about, you know, even at 13, I knew enough about the human brain and how it works to know that like you hear something enough you're gonna believe it just like if somebody calls you stupid every day you're gonna fucking believe it right eventually um, yeah and so i just i'm not trying to knock people for their faith but i just began to think for myself maybe other people were influencing it but not by trying to influence it just because i started to look outside of my little box and at 13, I started to question everything and I couldn't do anything about it because, yeah, you once know, that I was boulder under my starts dad's rolling down rule. The hill. Yeah. And so I had to look the part and I had to go to church and I had to do all that. But yeah, I mean, I remember like in 10th grade. Um, so this was a few years later that that really good friend of mine. I mean, he said it in front of our English class, like talking about religion or something like that. And he was like, well, Brandy's a hypocrite. And I was like, it hurt me so bad because I was like, dude, you know more than anybody because I've talked to you about this stuff. And you know that 
I don't, you know, I'm, I have to go to church and do all that. Cause that's what my dad said. And if I were to cut my hair, or not wear dresses or something, you know, it would be, be bullshit going on at my house and I don't want to fight with them. So, you know, and then fast forward one year and when I turned 16, I moved away, mm-hmm. um, moved to Texas and lived with my mom and it was a little gradual transition. Um, I still went to church with her, but it was like a non-denominational church okay. and it was a black preacher and it was not much different yeah. than the Pentecostal church. They spoke in tongues and they hooped and hollered and, you know, got real rowdy, but, yeah. um, they didn't have like the, the dress standards and stuff like that. So it was a transition, but it was still like, mm. and that pastor, like a half step. Yeah. That pastor believed that he was going to own like a whole town and street, like in all of his you know, people in his church were going to live on his street and they were all going to be blessed with so many riches because of their, you know, faithfulness to the Lord. But, you know, I know enough about the Bible. It's kind of, that's kind of the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, that's one thing that the, the people could never get me on is because I grew up in it. And I was like in it. I read the Bible two times through and through and Bible quizzes and I was a nerd and, you know, so like, yeah, I know the scriptures. So. Yeah. If you're going to get into it. Yeah. Um, I don't speak on things that I don't know and not willingly. If I'm ignorant, I try not to speak right. on things. So, right. Um, I probably seem ignorant sometimes, but I tr- I'm not willfully ignorant. Yeah. But, that, there's um, a difference. It's okay to be ignorant. It's yeah. not okay to be willfully. Ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, once I, I lived here for a year and then my mom abandoned me. Um, <laughs> And then I ended up moving back to Louisiana with my dad. And I never, I don't think I really went to church with him or anything after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like wear dresses or anything. I mean, I was still a minor in his house, but I, I mean, so much had changed that he wasn't going to fight me about it, you know? Right. And um, um, one more year later, I moved out of my dad's house due to a big fight and I moved in with my step-grandmother the the one that was Pentecostal that had always kind of been around and always she introduced me to that religion or whatever sure. as a baby I guess yeah um I lived with her and I started going to like the biggest Pentecostal church I think in Louisiana and um got really involved with the youth there and like joined the choir and like we put out cds and stuff it was like a cool experience getting to know all these people and some of them were just really talented and they were cool and nice they're friends and then my best friend Um, She was going to the church too, um, even though she didn't really like follow the standards. She still went to the church. So I started going back and that lasted about um, probably see the summer through, well, almost a full year. Yeah. Um, And then that, um, I don't know if I've talked about it on here. I cannot remember, but the whole situation that happened while I left my grandma's house was because she beat me up behind um, conversing with a, a black boy that happened to go to the college that I went to. Yeah. And then he actually went to her church too and she knew him. Like she knew how great of a guy he was, but yeah, ain't, but no, ain't no... Backwater Louisiana. Yeah. Ain't no granddaughter of mine gonna be calling no black boys, you know? So that's like stupid. So because she was like a highly religious person, I was kind of like back in that same mindset. Like, what am I doing? Like, why do I want to associate with hypocrites yeah hypocrites and not not all of them obviously not all of them no but but. there's just so many things that just get swept under the rug when you're in a highly like 
super like religious type thing, you know, so things from like sexual assaults and racism and just like all these things that you just see that you're like WWJD and it, it sure as fuck isn't that right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I ended up moving back to Texas and um, spent however many years just doing my own thing. Um, I've tried I tried churches and just never really felt right. Just felt like it was the thing that I was supposed to do, but I never like got back in church. Like they say, get back in church. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause I backslid, right? Yeah. I was a backslider heathen. Um, and then fast forward to, um, when I left my son's father, um, I moved back to Louisiana and I was living with my dad and my stepmother and I think I was in such a dark place because he was abusive and I had to uproot my whole life here in Texas and left all of my friends to get away from him. Um, I just started going to church with them and I tried. I I felt like I was being like a good daughter or whatever and mm-hmm. trying, the church, trying the church thing and their current pastor didn't. He has a really bad God complex in my opinion. Um, I don't, he just has some ways that I just totally don't agree with. And even when I was going to his church all the time, we just, we just didn't see eye to eye. Um, yeah. And so the, the, the reason I left that church is because I went to the pastor to see about getting, um, see about attending a finance class, like a budgeting and finance money management class that one of the guys in the church taught. Um, because I told him I was really, really struggling and I didn't really know where I was going wrong and, you know, just da 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 da. And he told me straight up, he's like, I don't know how you expect the church to help you if you don't pay your tithes. And I said, I mean, I probably had, I don't know, a look of complete disgust, rage, and embarrassment all at once, you know, on my face. And I was like, excuse me. I said, I'm not here asking for a handout. I just wanted to take the class. I said, but what are you talking about? I give money every time I come to this church. And he's like, well, I don't know it. I said, well, that's between me and God, isn't it? And he's like, well, I, we have to keep track of that. And I said, no, you don't. Nope. No, you don't. No, you don't. Mm-mm. I said, even if I only had $10 to last me the week, I was usually given five, you know, like, you know, yeah. and I said, just because I don't put my name on some stupid envelope doesn't mean I don't give. And he's like, well, I would have no way of knowing that. I said, well, this, I, I, I said, I never mind. Just forget that I came here. Like, cause I've never felt so insulted you know in my life and I left there just crying and my boyfriend at the time I called him and no I was telling no when I got home I was telling him and I was just so like visibly shaken and then we went to church one more time after that we waited a little bit and then we went and then they were at like the baptismal after church and somebody was getting baptized and we were just standing back and both of us had like our arms crossed you know across our chest and just standing there and then I guess once the pastor finished and he noticed us he made a just beeline he looked at my boyfriend at the time just straight dead in his eyes and walked up to him he put his hand out and tj was like he shook his hand and um tj was like i'm glad you came over here he said because if you ever make my girlfriend cry again it's not gonna be pretty and he said that the pastor like squeezed his hand really hard and tj was a a beefcake and he was like a meathead but yeah the pastor is like six foot six six foot seven like he's a big man yeah 
and he said he squeezed his hand like as hard as he could and he was like as long as she's one of my sheep I will shepherd her however I feel and uh and he's like yeah she's not coming back here and I didn't not because he said I wasn't just because I had no intention of it anyway and I haven't gone to another service you know since then um and I just I've always known you know that it wasn't really for me but there's just been times where it's just like maybe I need to do this my life isn't working out the way that I thought it would and maybe it was because I turned away from the way that I was brought up you know Mm -hmm. um and I've tried it but as I've gotten older and as I've matured I have seen so much more the type of people that I want to be around and the type of people that um I know are genuinely good and they treat all people with kindness and decency and they don't have like really racist things and 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 treat people like crap because they don't believe the way they do are generally not believers right you know and so it's just like yeah so that's that whole series of events is how I completely lost my religion but you know, like I said, at about 13 is when I would have considered myself agnostic, but I've been kind of, you know, back in and out in and back out. and forth. Just because. So where are you now? I'm mostly, you know, agnostic, probably more atheist, but I'm, I'm too much of a, it's like, show me the proof either way, you know? So it's like, right, you can't right. prove it, but I can't disprove it. This doesn't really make sense. It's hard to believe that it came from a big bang, but it's kind of hard to believe somebody's like bibbity bobbity boobing this shit, you know? So, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's just like, whatever I'm here. Yeah. I'm an energy. And the only thing I know that makes me feel good and it makes me do good things is love. And that is what, I, what I teach my children that as long as you do things and the choices you make in life, if you make them out of love and you keep love in the forefront, there's no way in hell anybody's going to tell me you're going to suffer you know, for eternity. I don't believe in hell anyway, period. Um, so I don't know. I just think we're an energy and I think if you put the good energy out, hopefully that good energy will transfer somewhere when you go. Yeah. So, well, look at that. Yeah. Basically it. What about you? (laughs) Oh, me? So much. (laughs) Oh gosh. I I mean, so technically growing up, we were Presbyterian. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that there was ever a point that I actually practiced practiced or anything like we moved around a lot and, uh, our, our trips to the church were sporadic at best. Mm -hmm. Um, and my parents are too uh, smart. I mean, they're, they're believers, right? They, they believe and that's great for them, but Mm -hmm. I just never bought into it. Yeah. Um, it didn't make any sort of sense to me. Yeah. Um, some big magical cloud man creating everything and then doing all of these things that are miracles, but we don't have any evidence of it here. Now it it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, I, I, I did not see it. And I I, chose to believe I'd be a lot more angry. Yeah, it would suck. Um, and so I, I, you know, Oh my gosh. Can I interject real quick? Sure. Oh my God. When I told you about the sweeping under the rug and all that stuff, Sure. I left out a lot of things and I'm so sorry. But <laughs> um, when I was, when I had moved back to Louisiana as an adult and I had my kids and the whole pastor that did, did yeah. act like, um, my daughter had gotten molested. Oh, wow. 
um, darn near raped by my nephew. She was seven and he was 13. Mm-mm. And my family and the church and everybody was just wanting to sweep it under the rug and let us deal with it as a family. And then they were trying to, so many people were trying to convince me that that was a test of my faith. Absolutely not. Yeah. And so that would probably be the the, the, the catalyst for a whole bunch of fuck you, fuck yeah. Christianity, fuck Absolutely. religion, fuck Pentecostals, fuck, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so, but yeah, but um, what brought this really, me being really eager to talk about it um, now is because I saw, you know, so much family at my grandpa's funeral yeah and then just hearing the things that they were talking about and just being so anti everything that i am i'm just like holy shit like how did i become who i am like i don't even know how it happened but yeah, yeah so that's what you I just happen to slip through the cracks yeah but no I, I, anyway mm, sorry <laughs> no you're good <laughs> anyway it just i mean you know, <laughs> whenever when i was a kid you know yeah, I would go because I was a kid and that was expected. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really like we didn't do Bible study. We didn't do mm-hmm. Wednesday church. We we went to the Sunday morning mass and that was it. Mm. Like that was really it. Um, And it it just never clicked with me. I mean, the longest I ever went to a church was probably when I was in like eighth grade ish. And that's just because I liked the other kids that were in that youth group Mm -hmm. and, and we would meet and stuff and, and hang out mostly. And yeah, I mean, there was some religious aspect to it, but it was just, I mean, we had just moved there and these were the only kids I knew. Yeah. They were right around my age. It's easy when you like the people that, yeah. And they were, they were really cool kids. I liked them a lot. Um, not really in touch with them anymore, but you know, they were, they were who I needed at the time. Yeah. Um, but it just wasn't anything like I never bought into it. I knew what I needed to say when I needed to say it, but like I'm sitting there and I'm cracking jokes in, in church. Like I'm singing in like Vietnamese or Korean or whatever <laughs> in, you know, during hymns and stuff. Like it just wasn't yeah. my thing. Cause I never saw the, 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 the whole need like, for like, it. Well, yeah. Like, Organized religion just doesn't make sense yeah. to me. And so many of them now don't actually teach what is in the Bible. Yep. It's a just a bastardization of what it is. Yep. And again, there is absolutely zero evidence that I have seen to, to prove that there has been anything yeah. remotely true from the from the Bible. Yeah. Um that said, you know, the the stuff I've seen to to prove that there isn't yeah. whatever that means, or at least to prove that evolution is a thing and mm-hmm. that the Bible isn't a literal thing, mm-hmm. is so much more overwhelming that it's yeah. like okay yeah this makes sense yeah um and I think the the biggest thing for me w- was that it it didn't give me anything mm-hmm. right i didn't have that same feeling of community in the church mm-hmm. felt more like a nuisance mm-hmm. like oh god church. i gotta wake up early god. sit on a wooden pew sing terrible songs mm-hmm. and and read an old ass book like it yeah. just it didn't do that for me i i found a lot of friends outside of it yeah um because i tend to be a very uh pleasant person i think <laughs> you liar <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> Um, I, I just get along with people pretty easily, mm-hmm. so I didn't, I didn't need that, you know, built-in community thing that the the church provides. Often, yeah. 
Um, so it just wasn't, it just wasn't meant to be for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. Um, I don't, I don't look down on people who have faith or belief or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand that whole concept, but you know, if, if the chaos of the world and the universe as a whole is, you know, what it is, then yeah, I totally understand why people would be looking for an explanation, mm-hmm. why they would be looking for some sort of guiding hand in in the mess of everything, um, and and want some comfort in the belief that there is something Better. after yeah. this. Um, but I I like I I don't find comfort in that. I mean, I feel like it's more of a stranglehold. Mm-hmm. You know, your your whole drive to be good and do good things is so you can get into the good place at the end yeah. of the, you know, at the end. I know. Like, that isn't being good, right? That isn't doing good yeah. things for good reasons. That's doing good We're things for selfish reasons. We're not children who are trying to avoid a grounding. You know, right. like, it's weird. Right. And, it's weird. And simply the idea that if I am not uh, a believer... Even if I do good things, mm-hmm. I'm not getting into some magical yeah. happy place. Are you going to burn in hell? Yeah, I'm going to burn you know in hell. How many people never heard of Jesus? Just Where like, are they? I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah. How dare you? I could mm-hmm. be a goddamn saint on earth, and mm-hmm. if I don't profess my belief and love mm-hmm. of the Lord, you mean I'm going to burn for all eternity? Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, that made no sense to yeah. me. But... I, I don't get it. I, I would much rather believe in a pleasant afterlife than ever believe, like, I don't fucking care. Ted Bundy can go to heaven. I, it makes more sense to me than going to hell. I don't you know. know. I, I just think, so, like, if, if, if I were a believer, I would definitely be more, like, of a deist. Like, a deist to be like, okay, creation happened, whatever. He looked at it and be like, oh, fuck, I fucked up and just, like, balled up the, the experiment and threw it out in the universe and forgot about it, right? Because, like... Whoops, because <laughs> this is a shit well, show. And and see, that's I said, the, if, if I were, that's the thing. I honestly, I think I'm one of the few people that finds comfort in the chaos. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because if you have some sort of belief that there is an all powerful being, right? That there is a grand plan. Why? Yeah. Why? Exactly. Some of the shit that happens. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I why? Like, if if it were if it was created, it was a fucking mistake. Yeah. You know? But I mean, and that's the thing. I also believe that when it's over, mm-hmm. it's over. Mm-hmm. That's it. Which gives me a whole greater impetus to make sure I live, live right. yeah. today. Yeah. You know? I want to experience things and, mm-hmm. and do these things. Money is a factor, yes, but yeah. you know, I'm doing things that I want to do. I started mm-hmm. a podcast with my wonderful, fantastic friend over here. Yeah. And and then, you know, he had to drop out, so I got <laughs> you. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> His name is Richard. Oh. He's funnier than I am. Well, he's punnier than I am. <laughs> he's very punny. He's punny. He's hilarious. Um, He's really freaking brilliant. No, I got lucky in that, you know, I started it one with one funny guy who's a great person. Then I started another with a funny gal who's a great person. So, you know, I just feel like my belief in something honestly waters down the whole experience. Yeah. Um, 
and that's I can see that. that's not true for for you know everyone sure more yeah, power it's to just them like you know like at work remove a reward system or remove being observed you know how do you perform yeah you know yeah. When no one's watching. How do you want to be seen yeah. just as a person yeah. by real people? Yeah. If you take out that over. Because that's the only thing that's going to matter. Yeah. The bonds that you make here and now. Yeah. You know. And so that's that's where I sit. Yeah. Anyway, we're coming Same up on time. These. Are we? Yes. Yes, actually. Cool. Um. Yeah, so that's about it. Uh, thank you for listening in, ladies and gentlemen. You can Appreciate find us on all the socials. All the socials. And go ahead and give us, you know, those those five star reviews. Leave us some comments. So, folks, um, <laughs> I saw that David's made a couple of TikToks on his I made personal. Two. I, I said a couple. I would have put them on the uh, "This Is Your Warning" TikTok page, but TikTok kicked me off because I hadn't accessed it in a long time. And oh, I, so forgot, the I forgot the login info. Shit balls. <laughs> I'll see. It's saved on mine, I guess. I'll figure it out. Yep. But um, yeah, so David was punished for doing exactly what I was talking about, not making TikToks on our podcast TikTok. So I, I wasn't punished by TikTok. Yes, he was. I was making the TikToks, and because I hadn't yes, been, I, you know, was uh, not let in to the fun zone so i had to do it on my purple that's been his experience uh, with women too (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so i had to do it on my personal one at david stewie on tiktok if you want to watch those make tiktoks for brandy i think they're hilarious they were hilarious i shared them thank you thank you for doing that they're cute Um, anyway, yes, you can find us on all the socials. Give us five star reviews. Leave us comments. Yes. If you got ideas, ask us questions, whatever. Email us at this is your warning pod at gmail.com. Gmail. Gmail.com. Uh-huh. With that, my name is David. And I'm Brandy. And this is your warning. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.